Hi, I'm Andy Peters, and this is Refuse to Snooze, the podcast brought to you by Eve Sleep, where we choose to have great conversations instead of hitting the snooze button. Today, we're going to be talking all things careers, and I'm joined by someone who's had plenty of experience giving people a good night's sleep, if you know what I mean. It's Olympic boxer Anthony Agogo. Welcome to Refuse to Snooze. Thank you for having me. Have you ever been interviewed on a bed before? Apart from your wife asking you questions about where you were last night. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have, actually. I think this is the first time, but it's always good to have first times. Yeah, and to go out of your comfort zone. Mm. Uh, so tell me, of a morning, when you've had a good night's sleep, what gets you out of bed? I'm 30 years old now. Since I was the age of 12, I've only ever wanted to be a, a world champion boxer. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And and that, and I've been, I've been forced to retire through injury, and I'm still a bit upset about it. So if, if you hear me crying or sniffling, yeah. or if I just run out the door, then that's, yeah. um, that's gonna be that, that's gonna be the reason why. But do you know what? Like, what gets me out of bed every morning? Just that desire to be great at what I strive to be. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and that is the, I've never genuinely, you handle my heart. This isn't a, a cool thing to say to sell a t-shirt, but I've never, ever, ever had to rely on my alarm clock to get me out of bed in the morning. Because when I've, when I've got a fight lined up and I, and I'm training for it, just knowing that that person's out there working hard to beat me, that's enough to get me out of bed in the morning and just to, and just to kick ass as, as much as I can each day. And actually, I suppose when you are a professional boxer, you are, you're right. Every second of training could be the difference between you winning and losing that fight. And if you wake up and think, I'll hit the snooze button, mm. actually, that opponent comp- might be not hitting the snooze button and getting that nine minutes extra training in. I've had, I've had two two fights come to mind that have won on a count back in the amateurs which means which means you you know the points at the end of the fight were exactly the same right and then what they do they go back to the secondary scorecards and then that suggests the winner I've actually had one of my fights in the Olympic Games this has been voted the best boxing match ever in Olympic history my second round fight against Ivan Kryatov the the Ukrainian world champion hadn't lost a fight in two years knocked everybody out Nobody, nobody gave me a chance. When the draw was done for the Olympic Games, I had to fight a Dominican. I beat him in my first fight. And then they said to me, we've got to fight a Ukrainian. I know every single person in my team, in the Great Britain team, even the team manager, when he read it out. I've been through a tough time even getting to Olympic Games. I suffered two shoulder dislocations. My mum had a brain aneurysm on the eve of the Olympic Games, so she was in a coma at the whole Olympics. It's a real tough time for me. But when the draw was done and they said I had to fight Kryatov, every single person in that room thought, do you know what, at least Gogo got his Great Britain tracksuit because he ain't beating Kryatov. And I know that's what the thought went through the room. And I thought, do you know what, just, just watch, just watch this. Even though my shoulder was hanging off on, on by a thread, my Achilles were ravaged, I had a broken rib, and my mum was in a coma, and I never thought I'd see her again. I thought, do you know what, just watch, this is what I can do. And I turned up, and I boxed him, and then at the final score it was 18-all, and then I went back to a countback. This has never happened in Olympic history. The countback went back to the countback. That was 52-52. Never, ever, ever has there been a double count back. And then what they did, the referee was like, what do I do? Because this isn't in the rule books. Like, mm. This has never happened before. Mm. So we went round to each judge and went, who reckon won? And each judge said, every single one of those five judges said, a oh, go-go's won it and I got the win. And um, so going back to what you were saying, and saying, like the margins are so small, yeah. so small, literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, literally a press of a snooze button can be winning or losing. Was that the career highlight of the Olympics? Um, do you know, it's, it's a tough one. I, it's, I find this really hard to, a really hard answer to, to talk about because, as I mentioned a moment ago, my mum had a brain aneurysm 
just before the Olympic Games. I sat by her side for four weeks, didn't do a press-up, didn't do a sit-up, didn't throw a punch in anger. And then my sisters and my wife, they, they guilt-tripped me into, into doing the Olympics. So I wasn't going to mm. do them because they said, they said to me, and you got to do them because if you don't, when mum when gets better, nobody thought she was going to get better at this point. When she gets better, she'll feel awful knowing you didn't do the Games because of her. And I was like, oh, for Christ's sake, I, I can't not do them now. Yeah. They played that card. So I did them. And I went back to training that first, that first week. I had one week in training up in Sheffield with the Team GB, where we trained. I had one week of sparring. I threw a sloppy jab. Fred Evans, who went on to win a silver medal, slipped it, threw a right hook to the body, and he broke my rib. So after that spar, I sat on the edge of the ring apron, had a broken rib, a damaged shoulder, damaged Achilles. And I said, worst of all, my mum was, I didn't think I'd ever see her alive again. And so when I, and what I was doing, I was I was generally sneaking out of the Olympic village. So I'd wait till the coach was in the bed about half past 10, 11, 11 p.m. I'd get out, get out of the village, Stratford, I'd get the central line to Wanstead where I'd park my car. Yep. I'd drive up the M11 to Adam Brooks. I'd sneak, I'd, I'd talk to the nurse that they'd let me in. I told them I was in Olympic Games. I'd sit, with my, hold my mum's hand for two or three hours, leave there at 4am, get back to the village at 6.30 before the coaches woke up. And then that was the day. And then, then the day would go on. Then, I, then I'd box. And when I lost in the semi-final to the Brazilian, he didn't beat me because he was better than me. He beat me because I was just mentally drained, emotionally, mm. physically drained. So... So, but going back to answer your question, I mean, that fight against Krytov, that should have been, and you know, probably still is, the, the, the greatest moment of my athletic career. But in that time I told you about, so they were deliberating who won, the, the, the count back, the double count back, I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if I can get back to the, get back okay. I wonder what the traffic's like on North Circular if I get out oh to my, my car. Goodness. Rather than being in the moment, enjoying yeah. that moment, I was thinking about my mum. So, it was it was tough for me. It was, it was a tough, and I don't want to sound. I don't want to get the violin out and and and, and say, "Oh, uh, poor me, poor me." But it was just a tough time. And the people want when they ask you about it, they want to hear, "Oh, the, the Olympics in London must have been amazing. You want to you want a medal and blah 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 blah." You with Joshua, you with Luke Campbell, and all you know, Jessica Ennis, and my felt all that great stuff. And I'm thinking. I didn't want to be there. I, I wanted to be home with my family. I, want, I wanted to be a son to my mum and a brother to my sisters and yeah. hold our family together. But I was away and I had this conflict in my head thinking, hang on, I'm, I'm away boxing for me when I want to be at home. But by me doing it, it wasn't a selfish act. And, you know, it, it was it was a good thing. I brought my family together in a difficult time. I brought you know, the community together in a different mm-hmm. time. And, yeah, it was... It, it, yeah, like, so... <laughs> The short answer to your question, yeah, yeah that was a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you have retired, you've announced you've yeah, retired. Uh, what's on the horizon? Have you had time to think about oh, it? God. Because a lot of people retire and then go and do Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, you've done Strictly I'm, Come Dancing. Done, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously thinking about getting into politics. I just think the country's such a mess at the minute. And like this Brexit thing, which everyone, yeah. everyone's like, everyone's so annoyed at it. Like that's going to that's affect not just us, but our children mm. and our children's children. Yeah. And I, th- I don't know if the guys at the top now really think or care or they say they care, but do they really care? I just think it's four, five, six, ten years time. They're done effing, they're retiring. Mm. And it's going to be our mess to pick up. And I just think maybe, should I kind of get involved in it now? Because in 20 years time, I could be prime minister. 25 years time, I'm 55 years old, still quite a young, a youngish man to a degree. That's something I'm, I'm really am thinking about politics, but, um, Maybe I think I've got one more athletic feat in me. I'm only 30. I'm still a young man. I'm still very hungry. I've got a lot of determination left in me. Professional wrestling. 
I love yeah. wrestling, as you know, yeah, Andrew. I know you do, in the past. Yeah. Do I go down that route? I just don't know any sport other sports that would could go into, but also that would that would like turn me on, like boxing turned right, me on. Okay, yeah. And other sports kind of would wake me up before my alarm, like like boxing did. And boxing one of those sports where again, it's for me, I'm, I'm very biased, but one of those sports where it just encapsulates everything: physical prowess, mental prowess, determination. It's just the the, the individual aspect of it. You versus your opponent, the best man wins. I've, what I used to love about boxing, and it hurts me, what I used to, I used to uh, what hurts me, what I used to love about boxing is the fact that, like, I beat so many guys that were better than me, mm-hmm. were bigger than me, stronger than me, faster than me, but I had to use my brain to beat them. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and, and, and vice versa. I fought guys that weren't physically as good as me, but gave me real good fights because it was a, it's, a, it's a thinking man sport as well as a, an athletic thing. So that's what I love about the boxing aspect. It, you know, you, it's not just the fastest guy wins like 100 metres. It's not like the, the, the most in, durable guy wins like in the math. And it's the, it's the guy with everything. Anthony, it's amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for your time. Have you enjoyed it? I've had a great time. Good. Uh, and you still like this Eve bed? It's good, isn't it? Uh, so comfy. Comfy. I'm, 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 I'm not leaving. Yeah, well, well, you can stay, but you can't stay till next week because I've got another <laughs> guest. Uh, as a thank you for refusing to snooze, head over to evesleep.co.uk and use the code refuse to snooze 4 to get a free pillow with any purchase over £100, valid until the end of May. Tune in next week where I'll be joined by TV presenter Anna Richardson on Pillow Talk and sharing your bed with a special someone. Hello. To subscribe for the next episode, visit evesleep.co.uk forward slash podcast.